When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. episode of 420 boys this week we're gonna roll it blaze it and clown around in a ball pit with 2007's drive through scott's wondering how long before his town's collective arteries clog up adam's whizzing in a clown's face because he couldn't find the shitter and i'm in the haunted house getting my dick wet from pissing my pants don't try to run don't try to hide just kick ass back and relax with the 420 boys vibe on horror movie night <laughs> don't actually need to podcast because that was the best thing that's gonna happen all week <laughs> holy shit i i think that you were made to just pretend to be some fucking idiot like that that's great Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, your burnout, your your burnout impression is spot on. It's really good. <laughs> He's he listened to a lot of new metal this week. Oh shit, son! Well, if he watched this movie, he was forced to listen to a lot of shitty new metal. <laughs> I I am so bothered by this film. Like, I don't think I've been bothered by a film this much that we've been forced to watch. In a while, like I saw the cover and I hated it. I was, I just thought, you know, I'm gonna hate this movie, and I wasn't wrong. This movie came out in 2009, apparently, but it looks like 1999. Yeah, like it be my junior year of high school. All right, so here's here's real quick. We'll jump. I don't actually know the name of the person who requested this because they never signed their name. It's always been their email address. So I'm gonna refer to them as Ravens fan. 
Oh, shit. There's no 420 or Blaze It or, or no, Marijuana or... This person not only emailed us, but also re- uh, recommended this movie in one of their reviews on iTunes. So they doubled down on wanting us to talk about this movie. But here's the email. You know, that- it's the fucking director. It's the director. <laughs> here's the email that they sent us. Hey guys, first things first, I love the podcast. I can always count on you for at least 30 minutes of pure entertainment, even if the movie sucks. And then in parentheses, primal. I have a suggestion that might satisfy two of the three of you, because there's no pleasing Adam. I would love for you to check out Drive Through. It's a fast food killer, it's a killer fast food mascot, two of the stars of Gossip Girl, and a death by a deep fryer. Sadly, no ghost sex. Hopefully, you'll give this movie a watch, and I'll hear all about it on an upcoming episode. Thanks again. P.S. Scott, thank you for all the stickers that you sent with the t-shirt and CDs. I proudly display my love of Survivor Girl. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I'll find this person's name. That's a dude. Um, <laughs> sorry for shitting all over your pick. Thank you for buying a Survivor Girl CD and shirt. <laughs> uh, well, listen, don't, don't be too soft on them, because they're like, Every week you give me at least 30 minutes of good material, but our podcasts are always like 45, 50 minutes long. So obviously <laughs> 20 minutes of what we're doing, they're not, not a fan. Okay, right. this guy's name is Martin. Okay, thank you, Martin. So I own this movie. Uh, I actually like this movie. I am the... Wait, 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 wait. pause. Yeah. Did, you, uh, did you own this movie before it was picked? Oh, I've owned this movie since it was released in 2007. I found, this, I found this. I found this movie on on demand when I was living in an apartment with my friend, and we watched it and fucking loved it. And I went out and bought it, and I've watched it many times. This was like my sixth or seventh viewing of Drive Through. Hey Matt, you want to know how many times I've watched this movie? Uh, like half a time, because you probably yes, half. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> ah, I know you so well. Um, <laughs> All right, so so let's let's break down this movie to the best of our abilities because this, right. holy shit! Uh, as soon as they sent the request, I'm like, this movie, yes, uh, and I know it's a terrible movie, but I know that we can get a good episode out of it, so we're going to. Let's start. So the movie begins immediately with a group of I hate using this word, but it's the only way way to describe them, and they say it a ton of times. Wiggers, Wiggers. driving yeah. around, <laughs> uh, and they pull up to a fast food intercom. And there's this really terribly written sequence back and forth where it's like, you want to die, bitch? Would you say, do you want fries with it? And it's like, what the fuck is this? And that scene goes on for way too long. But that's when the one guy's like, you know what? I'm sick of this guy. I'm going to go in and I'm going to cap his ass because he's a white dude who likes rap music. So, of course, he's got a gun. Uh, He goes into the fast food place and then he's just MIA. So the other guy's like, I got to go find out what happened to my buddy. And that's when we have the deep fryer death scene, which is so gross because he pulls him out of the deep fryer and then his face just slides right off. Yeah, it's much like dolls in that it, it blows its uh, it blows its load real early with this effect because this effect is fucking awesome. It, it's really good. But uh I don't know what like what else do we have to cling to for the rest of this movie? Well, you were you. I, I've got plenty of notes here, but yeah. The so so there's so no that, shit, Matt. Yeah, so that thing had the, these two guys die, and then we jump to a party, which is one of the worst. And I think Scott will back me up on this: the worst air banding you have ever seen. I have a note about that. Yes, um, I said 
Uh, okay, so we missed a couple things here. Are are we? Uh, do you want to go through the chronology of this piece of shit up until I turned it off, or do you want me to wait until you're done with the synopsis? No, no, no. Interrupt me until we get to where you don't know what's going on anymore because you shut it off. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, I, I actually said these wiggers at the beginning are the worst. No, I take it back. The girls are. Um, that's the worst acting I've seen in a long time. This makes Demon Wind look like uh, Oscar material. Um, and then I was like, maybe I can maybe I can fight my way through this movie because I'm not feeling it. It's going to be bad. I know it. Um, and then I was like, oh, the, the white guy dropped the N-word. I'm not going to like this. Uh, but then I, I'm, I'm watching them uh, – like, yo, I got a piece of my put cap in your ass, whatever. And I'm like, am I watching a prequel to the FP? Yep. Like a not funny prequel to the FP. And then the questions start. Like, why is this franchise called Helleburger? Why is there a clown mascot for Helleburger? Why is it okay in the small town to have a possible franchise or at least a one-off uh, restaurant with a swear word in its title? Why is the clown in... Uh, ads where it's Godzilla. Like I, these, these questions are never answered, as far as I know. Um, and I, I'm and I interject. These actors probably want to strike this atrocity from their IMDb so badly. Um, and the, the the fucking credits font is '90s. Like this could be Strangeland with uh, uh, the dude from Twisted Sister. Yeah. D. Snyder. Um, I mean, this this movie is so bad and so out of place that I'm hoping that you can shine some light on the fact that you're. I, I was actually waiting for you to be like, yeah, this movie was shot in 2001, but it was in production hell for six years. No, no. I think this was just a very well. I guess it can't be that low budget, but it's it's, it's, styli- it's it's stylistically supposed to look like the late 90s, like the music. Uh, all the girls are wearing Josie and the Pussycats fucking clothing. Like it's all sequins and it's it's mini skirts with these weird crop tops and their hair is all slicked down like they're in a Christina Aguilera video. It's it's all intentional and so it's very confusing to me. Yeah, well, but yes. Here's, here's what I think because I actually do believe that there might have been some holdover on this because uh, at the opening party that they go to, it says class of 05. Right, but this movie didn't get released till '07. Um, but it says 2009 on um, Wikipedia. Does it? Because I'm almost certain that it's 2007. Yeah, I thought it was well, 2007 on say, IMDb. Okay, well, I looked at Wikipedia because I needed some sort of like kernel of in- information to to try and answer some of these goddamn questions. But okay, so at least if it was 2007, it was in production hell for four years, minimum four years. Say it was 2004 when they. Um, were in production and they were like, okay, it'll come out in 2005. I can kind of see this being just slightly dated. Like it was made in the Midwest in 2004. I sure as fuck didn't dress like that in college. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, and I went to college in the Midwest. So I don't, there are so many questions that are never going to be answered about this film. And I mean, the CGI even looks 90s. It, it doesn't even hold up to the 13 Ghost CGI that we watched a couple weeks ago during the Twitter takeover. Um, I don't know. And and then the sexy girl band, uh, like again, Josie and the Pussycats. I, at least they spent a good week teaching those three girls 
to pretend to play the music, to play an instrument. Like, Tara Reid looks like she might be hitting drums correctly. Um, the, the girl playing drums here is so offbeat, it's insane. It's like... She's living the lag that Skype makes us go through sometimes. <laughs> like, um, uh, <laughs> this movie's also this movie has uh, one of those things where like it's got that Juno Jennifer's body effect where I feel like the writer thinks that they're being way more wittier than they you actually take are. That back. Jennifer's body is hilarious. <laughs> uh, such as lines like "mind over mammary glands" uh, oh. and wait, and, wait, wait. You're you're missing the point that even their catchphrases are stupid, but their exposition is worse. Oh yeah, they take out a Ouija board in the first five minutes, and the girl's like, "What does it do?" <laughs> Come fuck on, everybody knows what a Ouija board does. <laughs> well, fuck. I knew that I knew that I was gonna hate these characters as soon as those two like popular kids were in the hot tub, and she comes over and she dumps the beer out on them and pretty much like calls them yuppies. And I was yeah. like, okay, why would it, it, is it? Their, it's their party. Why are they going to ruin their own hot tub with beer? Yeah. Everything is so dumb. Every, I hate everything right now. <laughs> I, I, guess, I guess the yuppie kids like weren't invited, but there's like tops 10 people at this party. Like, <laughs> yeah. need, more, need more extras to make it seem like a real high school party. It's like Matt through this party and nobody. <laughs> hey, people come to my parties. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you you already kind of got us there. Mackenzie, who's the lead singer and our main character, some is smoking pot in the basement with her friends, and they start playing with a Ouija board. Um, and then it just you know they get the Ouija board freaks out and gives them a random combination of letters and numbers, which turn out to be the license plate to the car uh, driven by the Wiggers. We jump back in there, and their two girlfriends get uh, slaughtered as well. And then we uh, are introduced to the wacky cops <laughs> who uh, who uh, come rolling in trying to solve the uh, the mystery. And there's a bunch of really stupid jokes there, too, where they're like, yeah, yeah no, the uh, radio kept playing Highway to Hell. And he's like, oh, yeah, Sticks, great band. Like, fucking dumbass jokes like that. Uh, but I do have a note... Before you get to your note about those cops, this is another thing that makes me think that this movie was made right after Idle Hands yeah. because the fucking cop tropes are the exact same. Oh, yeah. And not funny. Like way less funny than the cops in, in Idle Hands. I, I have a note here that just says, can we please talk about that Hella Burger commercial? <laughs> <laughs> well, we already, I already brought it up. so you. Can yeah, let's dive in. The Hella Burger commercial might be my favorite part of the movie besides the deep fryer death because it's so absurd. It's like a 1960s commercial of just a dude in a shit-ass clown costume, and it's like a parody of a Godzilla commercial, but there's like no context to it. And the dad's yeah. like, oh man, I love this commercial. And then it's just a clown getting shot by the military, and then they're just like, try our big bean burger, whatever the fuck it is. And it's like a quad-stack burger, and then they just dump baked beans across it. It looks like the least appetizing thing you could ever imagine. And, like, I feel like that's got to be part of the joke is that, like, the fast food is purposely made to look so fucking gross, but everybody's all about it. But it, that joke fails. But that burger I, is hideous looking. Yeah. Okay, this is the thing, is that they could absolutely have made a lot of good jokes if they would have added enough to make an implied punchline. Yeah, but th but it's like they just kind of were like, oh, 
they did the opposite of what most horror movies do. They didn't give you enough information instead of overfeeding you like that. Hey, do you get the joke, guys? Do you get how funny we're trying to be? No, it's the opposite where they're like, oh, they'll get it. They'll get it. Well, no, no, we don't get it. Well, then I have another note here that says, I'm trying to decide if everybody is a bad actor or if they're just doing the best that they can with terrible dialogue. I think that it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, really. Yeah, it's definitely both. Because some of this di- written lie do- dialogue is some of like the worst fucking garbage that it, like it has ever graced the screen. <coughs> like, it, like that that scene where she loses her virginity. Like, oh my fucking god! <laughs> like, I, like I was so tempted to just shut it off because what what have we like up to this point? We've had like horny teens and bad acting and like a bullshit supernatural thing going on and then a shitty clown killer it's like what what is keeping me around to watch this like why oh, yeah. it's I- it's a it's really it's another one of those slasher films that's essentially a mixtape of scenes that worked better in other slasher films yeah yeah but it's like uh, yeah okay so here is where <sighs> i'm sorry guys i don't want to bring this up but there are two fucking vegan jokes within about a minute. And I was like, vegan joke, ugh. And then I, I have in parentheses, don't say this out loud. And then I ha- and then I say, these are the worst clothes ever. And then I say, more vegan jokes, fuck. And then in parentheses, okay, you can say something now. <laughs> <laughs> they had to go back to the well, and then that was one too many. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's like, okay, it's fast food. You can make a joke about silly silly vegans being retarded or something and okay it's also 10 years ago when this movie was supposed to come out i can see it working but then they go back within a minute and they just recycle the joke it's so dumb (laughs) anyway so then you get to the scene with the clown coming after the girl in the high school like she's in her underpants or whatever I think I might have fast-forwarded a little bit, but there was nothing lost by... No, that's about where like, my next yeah. note is. It's just okay. the microwave, the microwave death. Yeah, the, no, 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 no. It's, it's the chase scene before the microwave. Yeah. Because they're on the phone like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, girl, blah, you got to check out my ink. It is the tits. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Matt, you have watched this movie far too many times. Um, <laughs> so that girl is supposed to be the Rosaria Dawson of the band. Um, and she, I think that's the drummer actually, but she, uh, no, I'm sorry. She's Rosaria Dawson plus the, um, the, 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 the girl, the half black girl that's in the craft, the token black girl in the craft. Yeah. She even has the same hairdo. Like all this is just homage after homage, but in the, the most sophomoric way possible. It's not even like. I think we were two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we were talking about it's the wink, wink, nudge, nudge of horror movies. But this is like they, the script is super flying under the radar. Hey, do you get our jokes? You probably only do if you know us personally. And then the other half is, oh, my God, this scene is a straight homage. People are going to love it. Whoever wrote this should feel bad about them about their writing skills because it's awful. But then the production company is equally culpable because every scene with the clown looks ultra CGI'd, like they had a really janky clown mask that they had for this person. 
and the suit is abhorrent. It's got flames around the waist, and there's like the the pinstriping, and it just is the worst thing ever. Seriously, I don't even think that Mushroom Head would look at that and think that that was a good costume back in 1999. They'd be like, "Whoa, dude! Whoa, whoa! Just can you take a couple of the colors out of there? It's too much." Well, anyway, to, be, to Scott, be fair, in the early 2000s, there was a lot of people walking around with flames on their shirts. That was yeah, those are people that weren't getting laid. Oh, that's that was why. the issue with the clown. <laughs> that was his problem in this movie. Well, okay, so I know that Lit was a pretty popular band in the late 90s, early 2000s, and A Place in the Sun was a really good record, but it doesn't mean that it's okay to have flaming dice on everything. That's such an obscure reference. I no, forgot. It's not. I forgot that he wore those. <laughs> oh my god! That all it was was martinis and flaming dice. All that. I mean, and and Guy Fieri's hairdo. Um, but really, Lit was a great band. Let's just agree there. Uh, they're they're well, A Place in the Sun and then Atomic were both really good records. Um, everything that came before it and everything that came after it is just unlistenable. Much like this film, aside from like the Friar death. Which I still think isn't quite as good as the Friar Death in a movie that this movie is pretty much ripping off word for word. Blood Diner. Um, <laughs> you need to have a blood buffet. <laughs> buffet. <laughs> buffet. Um, no brain in a jar is behind the killings in this movie. Um, but the problem is with, with that Friar Death is that the guy doesn't get his head knocked off with a baseball bat. <laughs> That's true. Um, All right, so next note I have here, kind of taking us through this movie, is uh, Mac decides to have sex so she doesn't die a virgin, and then they go to a carnival. Well, wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. You are totally steamrolling past way more shit that I need to say before (laughs) I totally drop out. I know I have a lot to say about this first half, and then you guys can just take it, all right? So, you know how I mentioned Idle Hands? I forgot. There's... One redeeming character in this movie. It's Lenny the janitor, and is played by the short cop from Idle Hands. Yep. And then I immediately following that, no one was developing actual film in high school in 2007, 2009, or 2007. This movie is so fucking perplexing and in no way fun or entertaining. I actually wrote all that out because I had so much time to think about how much I hate this film. That microwave that Val, the uh, the girl that has uh, the the dark. I don't know if she actually is a, a half black girl or whatever but she she's the darker skinned girl that was being chased when she was on the phone the one who was like her tattoo is the tits or whatever they somehow get her head into a microwave that can then be turned on so that her head explodes yep. like that, that explain that to me uh the, you the, can't. Clown, the clown is a ghost and he can do whatever but a the, wizard did it okay. <laughs> i mean if this was dream warriors i'd feel a lot better so this whole metal plays when the killer attacks thing that happens in like every horror movie that has a metal soundtrack is just not working here because this is the worst metal music. I, I didn't mention Strangeland in my notes, but I mean this is worse than D. Snyder's Strangeland soundtrack, which is really saying something because Strangeland was abhorrent. Like I, I know I used that term already, but man, it's the perfect adjective for what everything in this film was. Like, I'm waving my hands around a lot as I'm talking right now. I'm so upset about this film. Um, so here's my last one. Sorry, guys. I'm piecing at the 20-minute mark. This is unwatchable garbage, and I hate everything. Yeah, I... Ugh! 
even when we get to what did we watch, I watched something that was so insanely bad on YouTube, but it wasn't as insanely bad as this movie because I didn't buy or rent this. I watched a shitty like 240 version of this on YouTube and it still was just like the CGI looked better than the the higher quality. Like I saw a 720 version of just like the final kill, so I know what happens. Um God damn this movie. <laughs> okay, I, I'm I'm tapped out. Martin, you got twenty three minutes of just me ripping your pick apart. I know it's not a half an hour, so hopefully Adam and Matt can bring it home. I, I really don't have a whole lot of notes for the rest of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> did you peace out early too? Because I didn't. I watched this thing the whole way through, but uh like we were supposed you- to record the other day and I had like just just watched it the night before. Since that two day break, uh, I've lost most of what I like. I cannot fucking remember what happened. Good. Um, but you I, know, the funny thing is, is that this movie is so much worse than Demon Wind. And, <laughs> like, we're going to have a full episode for this movie. <laughs> well, the, Demon Wind, the movie, was only part of the problem on that episode. <laughs> Adam, what, what could have, what other thing could have possibly gotten in the way of us having a full episode that week? <laughs> I came, I, I came down with a sudden eight-hour flu. Anyways, um, <laughs> so I, I mean, I get to the next part, and we're at the virginity scene, which I have a lot of issues with. Just one because it's so Is there awkward. Nudity? No, no, no. I mean, late Easter in this movie. No. Anywhere in it? I don't think so, no. Huh. Is there any child swearing? No. It's really, it's it's missing all the marks to make yeah, a great movie. seriously. I don't know. I don't know if you can consider 17 or 18 or whatever a child, but they're... <laughs> so they're, they're, have, they're going to have the sex, and she says that shit about how... <laughs> sex. <laughs> oh Sorry. my god, Matt, did you just possess Adam for a minute? <laughs> They're gonna get down to fucking. Sorry, that's that's <laughs> that's Matthews. Yeah, yeah, that's his, that's his go-to. <clears throat> Zip, time to get down to fucking. All right. Um, so yeah, and then she she says the thing about like, oh, I, if I'm gonna die, I don't want to die a virgin. And can you like imagine being in that situation? Like, do you remember the first time you had sex and how shitty it was? And then you were like, oh wow, this <laughs> this did not meet any of my expectations. This is awful. Why did I do this right before I died? Like. It almost seems pretty pointless. I mean, you gotta you gotta live it. Film. What's that? Just like this whole film. Yeah, exactly. Um, plus, uh, the mom like interrupts them halfway through, like getting ready for it. But... Can we also talk about the fact that the mom is the same age as <laughs> she's just like I was? The suspension of disbelief was ruined by that because I'm like at the I, so I watched that final scene there. Where the mom is like, "No, take me, use me, you want," and uh, and I'm like, "How is that the mom? She's the same age." Yeah, the uh, the ending of this movie, if we don't mind jumping ahead real fast. No, 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 because we got to talk to about the 420. Book. Oh, we'll get there. I'm just saying, the end okay. of this movie, the end of this movie has one of the shittiest CGI flames I've ever seen. Oh in my, my god, I, that's the part that I did watch on YouTube, and oh, oh, it's delightfully crappy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is that is the bad. sign of the budget was completely depleted by the time they got around to the end of this movie. Yeah, they're uh, like, we're going to just give him, we're going to put this guy in a flame suit, but we're not actually going to light him on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this whole crazy thing happens at the carnival. Uh, two people get killed. The parents are friends with the girl's parents. 
and that starts to hint to like the huge Nightmare on Elm Street influence that's in this movie. Oh my god, yeah. And then uh, her boyfriend doesn't get killed, but he ends up in the hospital, and she breaks him out of the hospital, and they're trying to figure out who the next victims are going to be, and they find a card that says 420 on it, so they think that that's like, hey, meet me somewhere at 420. <laughs> nope. And the guy's like, no, no, it's got to mean something else. He calls a random person, and again, I'm about to use a word that I don't normally use, but for the sake of quoting the movie accurately, because it is one of the best delivered lines in the movie, he's calling his friend, and he's like, bro, I need to figure this out. 420, like, who would that be about? What What do you think about when you hear the term 420? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, goes, my God. Oh, and then he hey, goes... Hey, audience, what do you think of? But then he just goes... The 420 boys, those fags. I forgot all about them. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like, I wish I would have watched that part. <laughs> so it shows it's just a black stoner, a white stoner, and probably the most attractive girl in the movie, which is not saying a ton. No. Uh, just hanging out outside of the fast food place. And uh, the chick is getting hit on by Morgan Spurlock, who's playing the current employee at the uh, restaurant. Uh, while the other two guys are playing in the children's ball pit and pissing into a clown mouth. Yeah, he just randomly starts pissing all over this clown speaker thing that's in the in the play area. And his other friends are like, bro, you taking a piss? And he's like, yeah, I am. And they both just laugh it off. It's too funny. <laughs> like, there might be a reason why, why that guy called them a fag, like, fags earlier in the movie. <laughs> they were certainly living up to being, like, really weird, like, fucked up guys. But, uh... Wait, 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 wait. Why in the flying fuck was Morgan Spurlock roped into drive through Because he's the first person you think of when you think of fast foods. And they probably were like, we need oh. one good cameo. Let's get Ow. Morgan Spurlock in this. And he actually doesn't do a terrible job. I mean, his scene is far from the worst scene in this movie. Uh, but yeah, so the 420 boys... Also, the thing is that they don't refer to any of these things as murders, which is the most amazing part. It's always <laughs> referred to as a disappearance. There's fucking blood filling the back of a truck, and they're like, four teens disappeared today. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. like, the ball pit balls are, like, floating in blood, and they're like, I don't know, they might still be alive. <laughs> we can't rule this out. The killer might have brought some excess blood with him that he just, just fully does at the scene. So, oh my god! So finally, movie. so finally, Horny the Clown, which is the name of the mascot oh, of Hellaburger. Yeah. I can't believe we god. skipped over. I'm that. sorry, I forgot the fact that Horny the Clown is the official name of the official. <laughs> oh god, this movie is so dumb and awful. So wait, wait, wait. I, I do want to just say, um, if you look on the internet or under any YouTube video or IMDb reviews of this movie. Uh, there is a line that people love quoting, and it's when he, when uh, Horny kills the black stoner, and he go, the black stoner's like, please don't hurt me, please don't hurt me, and Horny goes, oh, I'm not going to hurt you, I'm just going to bash your fucking brains in until you're dead. <laughs> like, uh, it's not a funny line, or a remember, like, it's, it's, it's nothing, it's a nothing line, and everyone that likes this movie really seems to like quoting that line, I don't know why. You know, I'm, I'm having a bit of the, uh, a feeling here that the people that like this movie might not be the sharpest tools in the shed. Sorry, Matt. They might be the 420 boys. <laughs> they might be the 420 boys. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but, but I thought we were the 420 boys. <laughs> Is you that really our new name? <laughs> Am I the hot chick? <laughs> uh, no. Yes. Also, yes. that that girl, that that girl looks like uh, the lead singer of Paramore, but just haggard beyond belief. <laughs> so that's two weeks in a row we get the uh, wannabe Paramore, uh, Haley Williams wannabe in the in the film. Which yeah, the is one real. in Terrorvision's way hot. Don't worry. <laughs> well, that's not saying a whole lot because, like. Yeah, she's way hotter, but the girl in here, like everybody in this movie, is so busted looking. <laughs> um, like, everybody sucks. I hate this movie. I hate the people. I hate everything. <laughs> all right, so let's 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 speed through this. So basically, we get the background story that the mom and all of the parents of the kids who have been murdered and/or are missing. Once picked on a kid named Artie, whose dad owned the Hella Burger franchise, and he used to play Horny the Clown in all the commercials, and he invited them all to his birthday party, and they didn't show up, and accidentally burnt the party down and killed him, and now his vengeful spirit is getting revenge on the children of the parents for what they did to him, and he's about to set Mackenzie on fire, and that's when the mom comes in and is like, it's me that you want, leave her alone, and then she spits fire on him through a flask. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, this movie! And, and the movie ends with the promise that Horny the Clown will be back if someone ever financed a, a drive-through part two, Electric <laughs> Boogaloo. But that's it. That's 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 drive-through in a nutshell. Um, it's not good, but I enjoy. But you've it. watched a crap load. A crap load. Uh, it's Why? it's one of the perfect like weird ass movie night movies like. I feel like the biggest issue is that both of you watch this by yourselves, but I feel like watching watch this oh. movie with like a group of people and you're you know you're crushing a pizza and some of you are drinking. It's, <laughs> I was about to say, not, not, I don't think that's what Adam would be crushing. No, veg. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey baby, want to come over and watch some drive-through? Yeah. Jesus they, Christ! I got some some new metal. I'll play you. I gotta. An album here. I got, yeah, I, I I got some new metal. I gotta play you. I gotta put this DVD in so you can hear it, because none of these bands have an album. I can pretty much guarantee. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, Adam, is this how your day goes? You're walking down the street. You're by the the drive-through uh, of this this unknown franchise with a with a very strange, sexually explicit uh, circus character as the mascot. Spooky, dirty talking mascot, and you see a fit, intelligent, attractive in the face woman, and you say, Hey there, young thing, why don't you come back to my house? We'll watch a very classy movie with real classy music, and you'll be the prettiest girl in the room. Yeah, and then three hours later, I'm having a cigarette, it's all sweaty. <laughs> Uh, the uh, interactive menu is playing the same 45-second loop of new metal music over and over again. Dude, you just basically explained what college was like for me. So good. Um, so there was a point. This is not one of my prouder moments. There was a point. <laughs> if my, it has anything to do with this movie, then yes, I'm sure. No, it no, not. it's not. But but talking about like just letting a, a fucking – DVD menu just <laughs> uh, when I was in college there I would get home at like maybe nine o'clock at night 
and I wouldn't go to bed until like two or three in the morning because my first classes weren't until like noon. And usually I would just put on one movie and it was usually one of the following three movies. I would just put on one movie, watch it, and then the menu would just loop for a while and eventually the movie would start again or I would get tired of hearing the same musical loop for too long and hit play. <laughs> but those those movies were Garden State. No surprise there. Sleepaway Camp. No surprise there either. And Care Bears 2, The New Generation. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to need some explanation on that one. Um, I mean, you just explained your dry streak, but... uh, It was... was, um, So so that's like one of my favorite, as a kid growing up, movies. Like, I always loved that movie. Uh And I hadn't seen it for years. And my friend had remembered hearing me talk about it. So for my birthday that year, she had tracked down a copy of it on DVD and bought it for me. And I was like, all right. And I put it on. And basically the biggest appeal was just there was like one song at the end, at the closing credits that I kind of was into, which is so bad. I can't justify that sentence at all. But but if you've seen Care Bears 2, The Next Generation, you know exactly what song I'm talking about. And it's fucking saddish. It's like the saddest song. Uh, but I was really into that song for whatever reason, and the movie was only like 45 minutes long, so it was kind of one of those, like, when you go downstairs and you don't intend to be down there too long, you're like, you know what, I'm only going to be down there for an hour, let me just pop in the Care Bears, because that's only like 45 minutes to an hour, <laughs> and then you're Who down there. this thought process? <laughs> I do. Uh, so, but then you still end up down there chatting on AIM, because this was 2004, oh, yeah. chatting yep. up on AIM. For, for hours with random people that you just finished hanging out with, so there's, like, nothing to really talk about, but you're just like, hey, check out this link I found. You're like, did you read so-and-so's live journal? What a bitch. Like, you're whatever. <laughs> like, um. Hi, friends. The world got you down. Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. Anyway, what'd you guys watch this week? Oh, I talked about it. I will. I mentioned it earlier. I will uh, expound upon it now. Um, I watched two movies, and one of them was was uh, not bad. I mean, it was it was, it was okay. It was serviceable, um, and that was on Netflix. It was called Infinity, um, and it is basically it was basically Event Horizon meets. Alien meets Ghosts of Mars. Uh, but it was like, a, I think it was a New Zealand flick. I mean, it had solid production value and it wasn't terrible, but I could see the twists coming from like a light year away. You see what I did there? I, I like uh, it. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, I, I felt pretty let down by the end. It was a real, like, adult contemporary end, if you will. Um, it was, it was not really worth watching the whole thing. I would probably, if I could go back in time, I would drive through it and I would just watch the first 20 minutes. (laughs) Um, but I also fast forwarded my way through what I thought would be a much worse film, 
which turned out to be less terrible than Drive Through, and it was from it was a, it's just some no name slasher flick from the eighties, I think eighty eight. It's called Fatal Pulse, and uh, it's on YouTube, and um, it was just bad, and and the acting was bad, but at least it felt like they weren't trying to be meta, and they weren't trying to make jokes they were trying to be serious and so the humor came from them being so poorly acting like everything being so poorly acted and then like just giving it their all um and there was a, a good amount of nudity in that film for being on youtube so uh pretty much everything that i that was missing or i hated about drive through was less awful in fatal pulse so uh, that that was that was my week. A lot of really bad movies. I I watched the newest episode of Preacher. Uh, that show still is not doing jack shit. It really has dug its heels in and just refuses to fucking do anything. I don't know what's, I don't know what they're waiting for. They're gonna lose their audience if they don't hurry up, hurry the fuck up and start doing something. Because if I wasn't already like somebody that had read the comics, this would hold no fucking appeal to me at all. Uh, it just it so makes basically me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Um, other than that, I didn't really uh, watch a whole lot. Now I I I'm going to. I, I think you guys both agreed that you refused to do it. So I'm going to watch the new Ghostbusters movie uh, at some point between now and we when we next record. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it for the sake of of being able to review it on this show. So I'll have that for you the next time. Let's hope that we, there's uh, ghost sex to redeem it. I certainly hope so. I feel like that movie would almost get rid of my ghost, rec- ghost sex fetish that I have right now. Um, because of all might... the people being so unattractive in it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It might it might turn me off of ghost sex forever. Uh, be... let's, not, let's not be hasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah, I, I just, I haven't watched a whole lot this week. I do, I, I mean, I had one more note for drive through and it was just a list of movies that I could think of that this movie had stolen straight out of. You should do, you should tell us what those are. All right, so I have The Burning, I have Nightmare on Elm Street, I have Stephen King's It, steal some of that, uh, a yeah. Happy Birthday to Me. There was, yeah. Yeah. Right, right? Uh, <laughs> Scream, okay? Oh, yeah. Uh, just like a shitload of ghost movies with its like Ouija board and it's a supernatural ghost killer and all that shit. Um, while we were talking, obviously Josie and the Pussycats is another one that it stole stuff from. Um, what what else? What else did we have? We had we thought of more. Idle really. hands. Idle hands. Stuff That's a big one. Idle hands. Uh, and, and then uh, Strangeland. Strangeland. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, it's just straight up lifting a lot of stuff out of Juggalo culture too. Like, <laughs> not, not even kidding like the faux the faux gangster like wigger guys and the clown makeup and all this dumb shit like it feels like it was pretty heavily influenced by juggalo shit but uh yeah i don't i don't suggest drive through thanks anyways martin <laughs> um so for the blog i uh i recently rewatched not one but two uh painfully short-lived animated series that i i just wanted to bring up because I feel like if any of our listeners have never checked out either one of these, uh, they absolutely should. Uh, and those two shows are The Clerks Animated Series and Clone High USA. Um, the Clerks Animated Series, I know we rag on Kevin Smith a whole bunch because, <laughs> you know, essentially his last, like, three movies have been complete and utter garbage. But... Uh, 
the Clerks Animated Series actually reminds me that there was a time where he could do really insanely weird, like, irreverent humor super well. Um, and nobody watched that cartoon. I think it lasted exactly two episodes on television. And Now, there are, like, five episodes released on DVD, though, right? Six total. There were six episodes made. But it's really weird because the way that they aired it, it was, like, one of those classic, like, we're not going to air these in the order that they were made for whatever reason. So... The first episode that aired was episode four, which is fine. Like, that's whatever, because most of them didn't have any context. But then the second episode that they aired was episode two. And if you've Uh ever seen episode two of the Clerks animated series, it's a flashback episode that just keeps flashing back to episode one, which hadn't even aired yet. So, like, like, the entire point of that episode's joke is just done like it's immediately over i i always did think that them doing a clip show episode for their second episode was funny but knowing just how badly they murdered the execution of it, it makes it so much better too like uh that i the second and those are like the two best episodes like episode two and four are both fucking amazing episodes uh, episode two is the clip show, which is hysterical to do the second episode of a show as a clip show and then episode three is the one that's uh them getting sued. It's the court episode, which is also really, really fucking funny. Oh, um, fucking uh, who driving? Bear driving. How yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the episode that ends with uh, them running out of money and the Japanese animators taking over for them. And it just turns into an anime where they jump into a car that turns into a robot and breaks all of the Japanese animators out of their slave pit where they're chained to, like, pads and paper. Um... It's just, it's so crazy. Uh, And then Clone High is one of the most, uh, like, intentionally lighthearted but dark shows I've ever seen. Uh, I don't, I think Scott told us before he's never seen it, but I know it was pretty popular in Canada, right? Oh, hell yeah, man. Fucking way, way back in the 1980s. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Scott, I know you don't watch a lot. You're, You're not really the adult who likes cartoon type stuff. This is what you talk about. I watch superhero cartoons. That's bro. true. This is one of the best meldings of two different like senses of humor I've ever seen because it's produced and essentially starring everybody that's involved with Scrubs. Bill Lawrence produced it. All of the voice acting are people who are regulars on Scrubs. And then the creators and the main writers are the guys who did the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs movie movies and the uh, 21 Jump Street movies and the Lego movie. So it's like their sense of humor mixed with the Scrubs sense of humor. And it's just so good. And it's so like it's it's that sense of humor of <laughs> like you have to just shut off your brain, sit down and enjoy the insanity of the show because the show makes no sense. And it knows it makes no sense. It's about a secret government agency that hires a mad scientist to clone all of the world leaders, or all the greatest leaders in history, uh, but they all age it at a normal rate. So they have to build a special town and a special high school to put all of these teenage clones of, like, Abe Lincoln and JFK and Marilyn Monroe and Gandhi and Joan of Arc and all of them, like, living together. Well, you, you, I disagree with one thing, and you said that you should shut your brain off when you watch it. And I disagree because it's such a smart fucking show. Like, it's got a lot of smarts. Like, there's, 
there's an episode where they have like a film contest, like a film whatever. Yeah. And uh, Joan of Arc makes it, makes this like weird artsy uh, black and white film that doesn't have any connection to anything. It shows very avant garde. And then when the film ends, it shows the audience, and in the background, somebody's just like, "Ha ha, Joan loves Abe," <clears throat> and, it, and she's like, "God damn it, Sigmund Freud." He's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or the the my favorite joke, which has nothing to do with history, is that the the mad scientist has a robot butler that follows him around named Mister Butlertron. And there's an episode where the uh, evil agency is coming over his house for dinner, and the butler helps him set up everything. And then right as they show up, he's like, all right, now you've got to get in, get in the kitchen where you belong because I don't want you ruining everything for me. And the robot looks all sad, and it slowly starts to wheel to the kitchen. And he's talking to himself in his robot voice. He just goes, don't let him see you cry. Get to the kitchen. And then, like, the kitchen door closes, and it's quiet for a couple seconds, and then you just hear, <laughs> well, it's got it's got all those tropes. It's got the episode where there's like a prom, and it's got an episode where they talk about drugs, and it's got an episode where a character dies, and they have to deal with the death of a character. But this 22 minute cartoon that only ran one season does it so much better than any other actual like family sitcom has ever fucking done it, and like so much more poignantly. <laughs> Well, and I also like that every episode starts off with on a very special episode. <laughs> like, uh, it, it is just a giant satire of teen teen drama shows, but just done so fucking well. And it makes me so mad that like it's one of those shows that I want to reference all the time, but there's not enough people who have seen it to get any of the references. But yeah, I mean, if you like clone, if you like the Lego movie or the, the Jump Street movies and you like Scrubs, it is like the perfect 13 episodes of television. And I don't know where we're going to cut off, but that was drive Through from 2007. Thank you guys for checking out uh, another episode of our movie night. You can always send us suggestions at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us voicemails, but I don't remember the phone number, so I'll just leave it at that for now. Um, we are... Uh, you may have had a, uh, a little bit – we took a little bit of a break between the last episode and this episode with a retroactive episode because I was running around San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, we're actually recording this before San Diego Comic-Con, but I'm going to pretend that I had a really great time. Uh, I'm <laughs> I most likely did, but let's just assume that all my assumptions that things went well did, in fact, go well. So <laughs> thank you for listening. We've got a ton of great episodes coming up in the very near future. Uh, my, not, not next week as far as I know from Scott's – uh, upset, <laughs> upset feelings of Adam's pick, but I, I, I bought Adam's pick on Blu-ray, so I'm going to be watching that soon. I uh, found it in two parts of Vimeo, so I'm not paying any money to watch it. <laughs> um, so thank you again for checking us out. Hit us up at hmmpodcast at gmail.com. Friends, the world got you down. 
Don't be sad. Listen to $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. $2 Late Fee is the podcast that celebrates the best decade of entertainment, the 1980s. We pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it holds up today. We also interview your favorite celebrities from that era. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Check us out at $2LateFee.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 